Hello and welcome to Horror Court Trash Over, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash to pieces of genre cinema. I'm Chris. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> and this week, our final Christmas episode, a special Christmas episode, to go out just uh, just before Christmas, a legendary film, you think? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. As in, it was a bit of lost media for a long time. I uh, introduced the film to both of us last year. Didn't I? Yes. It's uh, Rap City Street Kids Believe in Santa. Yeah, from 2002. Yeah. So, funny yeah. thing is, uh, we've obviously been doing shitty Christmas films all month. And this one, we weren't even going to do this. This, this bonus episode wasn't even going to happen. It was very much like last minute before announcing the December line, we're like, okay, yeah, no, we'll actually do it. Honestly, the most fun I've had watching any of these shitty films all month. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because I had to question, the first time we watched it, we both had COVID. And I was, like, really ill and asked and questioned if I was hallucinating. I, I didn't know if I made most of this up in my head. Like, <laughs> this is fucking insane. Um, so it was nice analysing it. For two hours, might I add, this 40-minute short film took us two it's fucking so hours to analyse because there are that many moments we had to pause and go back. It, it's honestly ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I usually have like four pages of notes, four or five. I have ten. <laughs> so strap yourselves in. This is going to be a fucking wild ride. It's going to be, yes, definitely. Uh, released in 2002, the working title of the special was The Bash Street Kids believe in santa the title of the special and the name of the city were likely changed because a the bash city street kids comic already existed and the producers of this special wanted to avoid any potential legal conflict yeah so i think it was part of the beano comics here in the uk yeah uh, still is I'm, I'm not sure if they're still going or not yeah bash street kids uh slightly different yeah slightly still unruly children though so similar premise uh yeah yeah. How how do we I think I have I mean I have some trivia here to, to give us an answer for this. How how, how do we think this came about? <laughs> I, I mean I think I, <laughs> I, I what I've kind of realized now um over the years is that a lot of the most awful films and TV shows and songs in particular the most awful ones base themselves around christmas yeah in an attempt to make money mm -hmm. and you know so it might not live throughout the rest of the year yeah but at christmas time you know someone's gonna throw on some absolute shite music and yeah. someone who hasn't been relevant for 20 years gets 100 quid yeah, out of basically. Spotify streams or downloads at Christmas time. Yeah. You know, so it's 
kind of, I think, and it's very cynical, whatever, but I do think that a lot of people have these ideas and like, do you know what, I'm going to base it, I'm going to base it around Christmas Mm -hmm. and then we're going to get some form of income every year. Yeah. Do you know what I, do you yeah. know what I mean? So I, I think that they, they wanted to make something that would stand the test of time. And Christmas is the easiest way to do that. Mm-hmm. Make it Christmassy. This has stood the test of time, but for completely the wrong reasons. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. I think that's how it came about because it's an easy thing to do. I mean, if you know, if, if you're in a business and whatnot. Uh, but I have the actual story here of how this came about. Yeah. So according to Kennedy Rose, who is the daughter of Chris Rose, one of the special's executive producers, production started back in 2002 when her father and a friend of his formed J. Rose Productions. Wolf Tracer Studios, a computer animated uh, company, a computer animation company even, also known for producing the 2004 uh, director video feature Wolf Tracer's Dinosaur Island, also starring Mark Hamill. Yeah. The same director as Looks this. good. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, well, the fu- and the full-length animated pilot, Not Quite Right, by Crapco. Yes, Crapco. Yeah. Uh, was hired not to, quite right. Was hired to make the film's animation. Her father trusted the animators to the point where he spent around 500000 US dollars on production and never checked in on their work. His first time That's seeing some trust there. <laughs> His first time seeing it was the night it premiered on TV. It was animated in 3D choreographer with effects provided by Adobe Photoshop and Adobe After Effects. A demo reel from Wolf Tracer features an early test animation uh, under the Bash Street Kids name. Uh, the <laughs> the website of Promart Television, the specials distributor. Uh, enthusiastically promoted Believe in Santa as an animated program that seems destined to become a classic. So, I think you're pretty much right. I mean, they've just started up a new studio. They're going to get something Christmassy out there. And then they released this. They were going to have Whitney Houston do a soundtrack album for it, <laughs> supposedly. Um, and then and this happened. Well, it promises at the end as well an Easter We'll get film. to that when we get to that. But I mean, there is, there's but it, something it proves about that. my point, though. Yeah. If they base it around holidays, yes. then it's guaranteed to bring in some income at least once a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I question how anyone has $500,000 to give someone and trust them enough <laughs> to not see the end product. Before it's aired yeah. on television with your name on it for the whole world to see. It's going on your IMDb page, huh? Yeah. You know, props to you if you have that money spare to be throwing around. I also question how this, even in 2002, cost $500,000. <laughs> it's the cast. It has to be the cast. It has to be the cast. And they probably thought it would but they no, could it's actually, sell it on the cast. But the trivia says it went to the animation. I just, I don't <laughs> understand. Well, it's written and directed by Colin Slater. Um, during the end credits, when the name of the director is shown, a snowman on the bottom left side of the screen winks. Uh, this is because he did nothing during the production, so the animators added it in as a joke. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, so, Colin Slater, you may know him as the director of, again, Wolf Traces Dinosaur Island. Uh, 
and the uh, producer and director of Friends of Forever, Tales of the Little Princess. Oh, okay. Yeah, never, yeah. never heard of them. Uh, co-written by Trisha Corey Stoops, and she didn't do anything else. Not no, surprised. I don't suppose she did. Um, budget, again, $500,000, and it was straight to TV for one night only. So, a little more trivia. This was broadcast for one night and never shown again, but then someone picked it up on the internet, put it on Vimeo, then it ended up on YouTube, and here we are. It's now a court film. Well, they went to the director himself, yeah. Colin Slater, and there's a whole story about it, and you, you can search it on YouTube, the people who ended up paying yeah. for a copy. Um, they've put YouTube videos up explaining. But essentially, it was lost media for mm -hmm. a long time. So whoever had watched it on the night remembered it, remembered how awful it was. But, the, you know, we're talking 20 years ago now. So there was no way of finding a copy. It wasn't released on DVD. Assumingly, no one taped it on VHS. No. Mm -hmm. So there was no copies. It was lost media. Um, until someone contacted the director and said, do you have a copy? And he had some form of VHS, specific VHS for television. And he essentially sold it to them. Yeah. For, I think, it ended, like, it $300. Like $300 yeah. There's a whole story around why it was $300. But he made $300 from it. Mm -hmm. And they put it on YouTube in 2015. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of fairly new in a sense yeah for people for it to it, i think it's a cult film it is definitely a cult film um people seem to really enjoy how bad it is um but it's only fairly recently within the last seven years that people have had the opportunity to watch it yeah should we talk about the cast yes the uh actually surprisingly um good cast in hey i know you yeah, Walter Emmanuel Jones is Ricky Rogers. Uh, you may know him as the Black Ranger in Power Rangers. Yes. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, CSI, NYPD Blue, Beverly Hills 90210, and more. And you may be thinking, oh, the Black Power Ranger. That was sort of early to mid-90s. This is 2002. I wonder how he can get his voice... To sound like a child's voice. Spoiler alert. He can't. <laughs> no one in this film no tries to sound one. like a child. No one is a child. No voice actor is a child at this no. point. But they're trying to sound like children and it doesn't work. Yeah. Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. As Eric. It's not voicing a child. The Mark Hamill. The Mark As Hamill. in Luke Skywalker from Star Wars, Joker in the Batman animated series, Kingsman the Secret Service, Adventure Time, The Flash, The Child's Play remake, Body Bags, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Yes, that Mark Hamill. I, <laughs> when he was asked by a Twitter follower if he had any recollection of making this, his reply was, I've done so many voiceovers over the years. Uh, they're projects I have no memory of. This is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, he doesn't have the biggest role, let's be fair. It, it's no, probably half a day's work. But the work. fact that he's in it. But the fact is that ridiculous. he's in it. I mean, Mark Hamill, you know, one of the most renowned voice actors now, you know, and yeah, what is he doing? <laughs> it must have been a rough. Early 2000s? I mean, 
I mean, that's post Batman. Yeah, that's was... Joran. I mean, because he did, he didn't just do it in the original well, animated post, series. Yeah. He did it in like the video games. And... Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, wanted some money. Yeah. Half a day's work. Paige O'Hara. Shut the door. Paige O'Hara as Nicole. You might be thinking I recognise that name. Well, of course you do. It's fucking Bal from Beauty and the Beast. Bal from Beauty and the Beast. Enchanted, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Prince Valiant, Legend of the Candy Cane, Friends of Forever, Tales of the Little Princess. Oh? Yes. The one from the same director as this film. Yeah. She fucking lost her mind and starred in two of his fucking films. Um, yeah. But she's not the only one. Because Jodie Benson is in this as Lene. Jodie Benson being Ariel from The Little Mermaid, <laughs> Enchanted, Toy Story 2 and 3, Tinkerbell and the Secret of the Wings, The Little Engine That Could, and more. And it doesn't stop there. And they both sing in this film. They do. You know, two actresses known for their singing. You know, they both, their famous roles yeah. are very famous for being in Disney musicals. Correct me if I'm wrong, voice actors, when they're doing the, the voice acting and it's being recorded, don't they have to watch the film as they're doing it? Not necessarily, because there are times where they'll animate around a voice. I hope this is the case. So I think, now don't quote me on it, but I think they did a lot of the animation for the genie mm. around Robin Williams. Okay. So kind of Robin Williams was able to create a character yeah. and then they did all of it. I'm not sure, but I think some of it was the animated around what he was expressing at the time. So they probably recorded his face mannerisms and, and that and his physicalities and used that within the rock. Cause that, I mean, that's probably the most famous voiceover role ever. If that's what they're doing here, then what the fuck was wrong with their faces? No, I don't, I think, <laughs> I don't think there's any, I mean, the faces don't move. Um, Unless Jodie Benson's eyes were a-popping the whole time. She must almost have been, falling out she of She must have been on some fucking, fucking good drugs. Like, Paige O'Hara, especially, as Nicole. You know, if they were on mushrooms the whole time, I could understand. <laughs> um, again, another famous voice actor, Nancy Cartwright as Todd. Fucking Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson, someone who is famous, most famous for voicing a 10-year-old boy. Yeah. Voices a 10-year-old boy in this, whatever age the kid is. <laughs> who fucking knows? Voices, you know, a young lad in this film, and it sounds fucking awful. It's like nails on a chalkboard. It's like she's not even trying to sound like a boy. It's... No. Uh, she was also in Godzilla 98, Family Guy, Cheers, Kim Possible, Rugrats, Animaniacs, My Little Pony, Flesh and Blood, yes, the Paul Verhoeven Flesh and Blood, and more. Now, Nancy Cartwright is a producer on this as well. How the... F what? So, the name of Nancy Cartwright, I think, is what brought a lot of people in. I mean, 2002, Simpsons was at the height of its fame, yeah. really. Um, still to this day. Rugrats uh, would have been. Rugrats, you know. So Nancy Cartwright as a name probably drew people in. Oh, Nancy Cartwright, producer. Voicing. You know, that sounds great. You know, um, that's probably how she got those people to join. Mm -hmm. Also, Nancy Cartwright is very famously Scientologist. Yeah. And so I think there are rumours, rumours... Don't sue me. That 
this has a lot to do with Scientology. Oh, shut the fuck up. Like, it's <laughs> kind of their sort of foray into this kind of animation and such. And it was a big, fat failure, obviously. Wow. Yeah, they're, ru- they're, they're rumours. Thanks, Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> um, finally, Deborah Wilson as great-grandma Fran Rogers. Oh. <laughs> See, Christmas. Christmas. Star of Avatar, Over the Edge, uh, Hypochondriac, one of my favourite films from this year, Scary Movie 4, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, The Nun, What If, as in the, the Marvel What If, that was... Yeah, right, that okay. The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, and more. Fun fact, one of the producer's daughters said in an interview that the weird jumbled talking from great-grandmother was actually the result of a corrupted audio file of Deborah Wilson, and no one caught the error in time. That is a true piece of trivia right there. Yeah. An actual fact. Yeah. Probably the most famous part yeah, of this film. Absolutely. Is grandma's skewed dialogue? Um, yeah, I fully believe it was a corrupted file that yeah. wasn't noticed until it aired. My my favorite thing about the whole we film. can't judge Deborah Wilson's performance. <laughs> it, it could have been up there with the greatest, but we have no idea because it's all just a jumbled mess. Apart from the odd word here and there, here and there. To hilarious effect, let's be clear. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's it's kind of indicative of the level we're looking at here of filmmaking. Yeah. So shall we... Uh... Oh, are you forgetting someone? Oh, well, I've done it. I have done him two times before. But we need to let people on know. Hey, I know. Yes. The Clint Howard is Clint also in Howard this. Clint Howard is Podcast regular. Every, like, every month, I feel like we... He's always he's always in something. Yeah. Yes, Clint Howard is also in this. <laughs> now let's get to our feature presentation. Hey old Santa Claus, you know better. So you know I will try to be like that kid who I said I was. Oh, I know I could be. Cause on Christmas Eve. Thank you. 
we get opening credits of a haunting yet epic sounding soundtrack that genuinely sounds like it belongs in the Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. It's like, ha, 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 ha. Like, it is, like, jarring. Yeah, we know we're in Christmas territory. <laughs> we're following a snow snowflake, and it's one of those snowflakes you make in school where you just cut off little <laughs> bits of paper. Um, it's floating above a very sad-looking town. Like, really sad. <laughs> it is, it is. There's Christmas decorations, but the rest of it is grey. There's not many houses there. No. There's not, you know, everywhere's covered in snow. There's a mountain in the background. I don't know what this is meant to be. There's only one road going in and out of the town. Um, but yeah, we get our credits and we get the title card. And then we're introduced to our hero. Yeah, he's on a bus that is on fire. Yeah, so the the, <laughs> the sort of exhaust effect, <laughs> the, um, yeah, it's smoky, isn't it? Very smoky. <laughs> uh, he's uh, Ricky Rogers. He's a poor preteen boy who lives on Rap City Street with his great-grandmother, <laughs> Fran. Um, Ricky's also a keen rapper. Yeah, very keen. Yeah, Not too keen. Who seemingly has absolutely no qualms in openly rapping to himself in the street. Um, I mean, it works in film, but it'd be a little weird if he's just walking around the street rapping. Yeah, he, he's... About whatever his day has brought Well, him. I mean, today he's rapping about all the things he wants for Christmas. Um, question... Why the fuck did the school bus drop him off in the middle of the town? Mm. Why did it drop him off in the middle of the town and not at his home? Absolutely. I I thought that. I was like, why? Like, where is the school? Yeah. Because the confusion is, if the, if the school was out of town, I could imagine that they've, you know, dropped him off at the town and, you know, go make your way. We ain't got time mm -hmm. for you. But, um... Everyone else from the school, including him, walks home. Yeah. For the rest of the film. <laughs> so where the fuck is this school bus come from? Well, yeah, it drops him off for some reason in the town centre. Yeah. Uh, he walks past a toy shop with some really shitty looking toys inside. Really crappy looking toys. That display is shocking. He, he pulls out his money, and I swear this was a fucking 50 pence piece. And that he had in his hand. It's like, one, two, three. It's all I see. One, two, three. And that's it. We know he's poor. And no more. <laughs> he says, and oh, no, no more. more. Yeah, so seemingly he has only three cents, I'm assuming. Or I, I don't really... Yeah. I can't really figure out what the, what the yeah, currency is in his hand. It's it's going to be American, obviously, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> Because he's too poor to buy anything from the shop window, he wanders quite solemnly home <laughs> at a glacial pace. You know, you know how it thrills me when you walk at glacial pace. Um, yeah, it spends way too long watching him. Very yeah, sadly walking. Yeah, it spends. What, it spends what the thing is, what annoys me is there's snow everywhere. Yeah, I've everywhere now, and you never hear someone walking on snow. You don't. No, there it, is no sound design for this. Let's film. get it out of the way now. We're going to talk about the filmmaking here, if if you can call it that. Yeah. We've already mentioned the animation sketchy, but I, I feel like we really need to describe to you how fucking sketchy it's this animation so is. so difficult to put into words. It genuinely, it's like blocks. So think, uh, what's that game that all the 
kids play these days. Minecraft. Minecraft. Or Roblox. It, yeah. Think Minecraft meets... If Minecraft was on PS1 and they tried to put a little more effort into it. Yeah. It's like Tomb Raider, but slightly worse. So like the Christmas light that we discussed the other week. It, it kind of looks like that. Um, yes. But everyone's faces, they constantly look like the brother from Christmas. Like, they all look fucking baked. Constantly. The pupils. They, they never the blink. The eyes are popping. Yeah. The, They're like Ramona down that catwalk. All of their mouths look like bum holes. Yeah. Like, genuinely look like bum holes. Their clothes are fucking dreadful. You never see any teeth. No. Either. No. It's just the tongue and lips. The proportions are way out of balance. Yeah, when like, they're walking so, somewhere, it's... Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, in terms of, like, like arms are too long, yeah. legs are too yeah, long, yeah. it doesn't quite fit, shoulders are too square. Yeah, the heights are all over the place. They move kind of robotically a lot, or they, <laughs> they sort of, like, jump, kind of they, jumping. Yeah, it looks like they're glitching constantly. Yeah, and, and then the backgrounds just don't do anything. No, when someone's walking, it looks like they're walking into the floor. It looks like a glitch on a video game. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And it, it's the backgrounds are so, like, static <laughs> and empty. They're yeah. really empty. There's yeah. not it, a lot going on. It's the stuff of nightmares. It yeah. really is. It re it's crazy they, I mean, this how they now. ever thought this would look... Good enough for TV. I know. This scene now, Ricky goes home and it literally looks like he's sinking into his floor. Do you know what it's giving? What? You know those horrible YouTube videos with, like, uh, Jimmy Neutron looking real? <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Uh -huh. It's, um, yeah. No, and 2002 that's... is a good chance they were going for Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. One, yeah, no, not like, you know when it's like someone's deliberately tried to make Jimmy Neutron look real? Oh, yeah, no, I know. I feel like they, they tried YouTube, to go for yeah, maybe the Jimmy, Jimmy Neutron and ended up being the scary YouTube yeah, no, Jimmy, Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, um, yeah. so he literally looks like he's sinking into his floor as yes. he's walking home, uh, walking into his house. And he, say, <laughs> he looks like a picture of his mum. Like, Mama, I miss you big. Mama, you gave me this bear because of love. So I'll give this bear because of love. That doesn't make any fucking sense. No. <laughs> no. Uh, is is classes Christmas gift exchanges coming up? Isn't wait, it? Wait, wait. He's looking at a picture of his dead mum. Yeah. Is this just not just Gossip Girl? This is just Gossip Girl. This is the, this is the <laughs> reboot of Gossip Girl, isn't it? There's a few parallels in this. Um. Yeah, we'll, we'll mention the other one when it comes up to it. <laughs> Okay, you're going to hear us say some really weird things about kids in this episode, but let me reassure you, I don't know what age they're supposed to be. I don't know what age, because also, so it's, we cut to the classroom, we don't know what grade it's meant to be, there appears to be no other classes at this school, and there's random other kids, but there's a core group of kids that we're introduced to. The... School, um, but again, very empty. Like the the, the, yeah. the everywhere's really spread apart and really well, empty. Yeah, I mean, the some of the kids are really tall. Yeah, some of them are really short. None of them seem to be the same age. No, I mean the introduction itself to yeah. the school. I mean before that to set the scene, the the whole teddy bear thing. Where where I was going with that? Um, 
He wants to give this to his classmate, Nicole. Yeah. Uh, she is an affluent and self-centered girl who believes that anything she deems as cheap is not worth her time. Yeah. AKA, she's a fucking cunt. Um, yeah. And she's not serving cunt. I, well, actually, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. She is serving cunt a little later on. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the introduction to the school, You get, the bullies are walking in. They're the first people you see. And the goth kid, his voice is way too deep. Well, he looks like a goth kid, um, but he's actually like a surfer dude. Yeah. He's, yeah, so we have the three bullies, don't we? Uh, Todd is the leader, so that's Nancy Cartwright. Yeah. That's that fucking voice. Tug <laughs> is Todd's little sidekick, and that's... Clint Howard. Clint Howard. And then we have Zeke. So Zeke has emo hair. Yeah. It's dark hair. It's over his eyes. Ahead of his time by a few years. Ahead of his time. Oh, I think 2002. My Chemical Romance was like two years after this. I suppose so. Or maybe they are going for surfing, which is easy to have enough black hair. So he has his hair covering his eyes, but he talks like a really bad Spicoli impression. He does. Um, we then have... Lene. Well, no, the point I was getting to is that the fact that they show up and the school looks so empty and miserable and the first thing we get from the goth kid is another D in Rap City. It's like, oh my God, you kids are fucking depressed. Yeah. Like, it, it really makes it look and feel so miserable. So, the, the whole idea is that they've got this Christmas gift exchange, haven't they? Yeah. Which is kind of... Like, you wouldn't have that now. Because the expectation is that kids have bought gifts to put in a sack and then they pick them out at random. Yeah, which makes no sense because you could grab your own one. Exactly. But it, it's also not really cool because someone like Zeke, who only has three cents to his name and dead parents, can't afford to bring anything in for the exchange. You so know, you Zeke has dead parents. Oh, not Zeke. What's his name? Ricky. Ricky. Not I mean, Zeke. judging from his hair, he probably does. Maybe. Ricky has dead parents. He refers to a secret Santa. Something like that. It's a gift exchange. Yeah. It's something like that. And that's when we're introduced to all the kids that we're going to follow throughout the film. So we've had Todd, Tug and Zeke, Ricky, Nicole. We then have Smithy. Who is um, Ricky's best friend. And we're introduced to him as he throws a dinosaur <laughs> at Nicole's head. Her head looks like it's about to fall off. It does. It looks like it's about to decapitate her. She has a fucking huge head. Uh, Smithy! And he says, and I quote, Oh, Nicole, look, it's my dinosaur. I was only doing it to impress you. <laughs> yes, that's right. I did have something go over my mouth because this little bastard constantly wears a scarf around his mouth like he's in urgent need of dentistry. Yes. For context, <laughs> um, there is a X Factor edition here in the UK of a woman who has a red scarf. It actually does look exactly <laughs> the same. A red scarf around her mouth. And um, they're like, why are you singing with a scarf around <laughs> your mouth? Like, what, what are you doing? You know, it's like Valentina. And uh, she's I'm in urgent need of dentistry. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which is funny because we actually see Smithy's teeth later on. It's the it, only teeth you actually see. Yeah, he he is an urgent need of dentistry. He's also an urgent need of a fucking personality. He's also probably the most horrible kid in this fucking whole thing. He is my least favourite, and I'll tell you why. He's a little bastard. Because half of what he says... <laughs> Is all about gender stereotypes. It is, yeah. And it gets on my fucking nerves <laughs> by the end. He says to Nicole, Hey, Nicole, duck. I mean, dinosaur. So that's the level of comedy we've yeah. got here. I mean, even kids are going, that's a shit one. Um, lastly, we're introduced to Lene, Nicole's best friend, who wears glasses and chimes in every so often. She also has a subplot. Dedicated to her for some reason. <laughs> that we'll get into later. She's maybe the least interesting. Apart, She's from the most Smithy. human character. She's she's the heart of the piece. Well, I think Ricky's meant to be. But he kind of disappears for a lot of the film. Um, Ricky decorates the tree for Christmas. <laughs> fucking barely. Because obviously this is the last day before Christmas break. So this is the time to decorate the tree in the <laughs> he impresses everyone with his juggling skills but todd tug and zeke are jealous jealous <laughs> bitches and jealousy is a killer in this industry they try to they, they throw something at him and he ends up he's, juggling yeah, it i mean he's juggling anyway and they throw him an extra items juggle looks like he's ha they're helping him out they do kind of pass it to him and everyone's like oh well done well <laughs> done how lovely he has a rap for it doesn't he he do of course he has a rap for do it you he has have a rap it? for every i certainly don't know oh okay well it's i'm a decorating master no one is faster don't you know i'm a christmas tree blaster to which one of the kids says, you're still not one of us, shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> As if that makes him one of the gang. Because he decorated a tree. Because he fucking rapped. That's all he fucking does. Somebody says, uh, somebody says as well, Ricky, that's not bad for you. And I'm like, what? Does he have a history of not being able to decorate trees? Like, what? what why is it, also, why is he the one decorating this tree? Why are they not doing it all together? Yeah. Like it, but it actually feels... It actually seems like he's been forced to decorate it the does. tree. Like, this is your job, yeah. Ricky. Like, do they take the decorations off? And each day, someone decorates the tree. Because why are you decorating the tree the last day of school this before Christmas? This certainly didn't happen when I was in uh, primary school. No. But I didn't in primary school. I really... I can't figure out. I would it's say... so weird. I'm taking The Simpsons as my reference point and they were in a middle school okay elementary school well, elementary school nicole constantly dresses like she's jessica simpson or lizzie mcguire mm. oh my god mm -mm. she has been modeled after lizzie mcguire she hasn't no lizzie mcguire was 2003 no <gasps> Wow, come on, inspirational piece of art. She's giving Britney the house down. Boots. She's giving Britney. I think. I think she's Britney. Yeah, but she's got midriff on. Point. Yeah, but she's got midriff on show. She's got all this jewelry. Yeah, so did. Why Britney. are you dressed like you are in your late teens, early twenties? She's giving Mandy Moore. <laughs> um, you know, oh god, who is it? The uh, oh yeah, the Lene. She's giving Lisa Loeb. <laughs> she's giving Gretchen from Recess. <laughs> Is she giving that girl? Do you know Gretchen from Recess? Looks like Mia Goth. What? Do oh, she does. She, she does. does. <laughs> she does. 
it, oh my god for the whole of Pearl it was annoying me I was like what is she giving she's giving Gretchen from recess <laughs> anyway, anyway thank um, you um, yeah and, I mean all the bullies they just look like twats I mean do, but the, the goth one again he, he looks like he's in his early 30s he does and so, sounds like he's in his early 30s too they all push Ricky into the Christmas tree they do which is very sad he's just decorated it everyone was so impressed they push him into it <laughs> Um, but he's not phased because Ricky has a positive outlook on life. But Smithy makes fun of him. Yeah. Like, why is he making fun of him? That's meant to be his best friend. Well, Smithy makes fun of everyone. Well, even so, Ricky's such a good person that he ignores that. And uh, then he comes up with a rap for Smithy. Do you have that down? I don't have any of the raps down. <laughs> Just so we know, I don't have any of the raps down. He says, Smithy's small and round, the closest to the ground. That's harsh. Yeah, he's a stereotypical fat kid. I think that's, yeah. Uh, and he says, he's nobody's fool. He's the coolest kid in school. Oh, now, that's nice. you get a, a brief rap break, a very brief one, when Smithy asks Ricky who the bear's for. And of course, we get another rap, and he says, it's for Nicole, the honey. I know she's into money. She's fucking like 12. From me, she cannot hide, because I know she's good inside. <laughs> He always looks on the positive side, doesn't he? I repeat, from me, she cannot hide because I know she's good inside. This is a little inappropriate. <laughs> Grown adults sat down and wrote this. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Okay, from me, she cannot hide. What the fuck? That is really creepy, you fucking weirdo. Yeah, that is. I, do you know who I can't stand? Fucking Ricky. Ricky pisses me off so much. There, there is a weird sort of gender play here, isn't there? Yeah. Where men treat women in a certain way. Really weird that it's co-written by a woman. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Ricky and Smithy can both fuck off. Um, Smithy informs Ricky that he's cool, apart from liking Nicole. That's gross. Yes. We're introduced to a fucking icon. My... I might actually have to change my Biggest Queen award. I I forgot about her by the time we got to the end. She's she's my Biggest Queen. Spoiler alert. I love her. She's iconic. She's iconic. She is the moment. She is the moment. It's Mrs. Palmington. Miss Palmington. I thought it was Mrs. Commonly mistaken by the kids. It's, she writes on that board, Miss Palmington. No. She is single and she is ready Excuse to fucking How mingle. could anyone let that one get away? I know. She's just started her day. She's just, yeah. She's <laughs> not best pleased though. She's quite had it. And I don't blame her. She's had enough. Um, she's got a fucking square head. She's got a mullet on the go, I think. <laughs> she's got an undercut on the side. Why she has no hair on the side of her head. The most vibrant lipstick I've ever seen. I mean, that's see. so cool. Vibrant lipstick. She's giving me bow wow wow realness. In yeah. Yeah, a, she is. You know, pantsuit. <laughs> Actually, do we see her legs? <laughs> I don't think, I think she's legs. in a pantsuit. I think she's I think in a pantsuit. Let's say pantsuit. She, she literally walks into the classroom and she's like, class, sit down. You too, young Miss Nicole. <laughs> Did she call her Young Miss Nicole? Young Miss Nicole. Miss Nicole. I thought she called her Miss Thing. No. <laughs> just to, I wish. Just to remind us that it was 2002. Oh my God. Okay. Well, we're going to go with that. You too, Young Miss Thing. Young Miss, Miss Thing, <laughs> Nicole. I thought that's what she said. Oh my God. I wish. But it was Young Miss Nicole. Oh. And it's like, now sit down, please. 
She wants to hit all of those kids. She does. She's she absolutely she had enough. She's had enough for so, so much that she didn't give two shits about swapping presents. No. She just wants to recess. <laughs> she literally just got there. She literally just got there. She had now recess. And Ricky goes, oh, well, what about the prince? She said, I said after recess. Because, <laughs> said, I, said. because I need a recess. Yes, queen. Well, between her getting there and, yeah. and her calling recess... I don't know if we're meant to think a lot of times pass by because for some reason we're showing a shady black car with tinted windows slowly driving past yeah, the like school. Who's in that car? <laughs> Who the fuck was in that car? No one was in that car. <laughs> I thought it was gonna come back later on. I thought it was like Santa Claus or something, but it's a fucking drug dealer just driving past the school. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, she's like, let's get ready for recess. And Smithy says, and I quote, Good, I'm ready to escape. Oh, sorry, hang on one minute. Good, I'm ready to skate bigger and faster than my mum can make the best sandwiches in the world. I'll See, repeat that without that. You do, you, you're do, you doing that as if he's got a scarf around his mouth. But he doesn't necessarily sound like he's got a scarf around his mouth. No, of course he doesn't sound like it, no. It's for comedic effect. Um, but I'll repeat it again without the, without the scarf. I'm ready to skate bigger and faster than my mum can make the biggest sandwich in the world. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Who the fuck wrote that? Um, Colin Slater. It feels like someone just put a bunch of words into an AI generator and it just came up with that. Like, I just, yeah, I just don't understand. Okay, he likes sandwiches. Yeah. And he's a fat kid who likes sandwiches. Yeah, and he carries the same sandwich around him oh, the entire don't film. Even. We, this green sandwich. We need a uh, sandwich count. Um, well, they fuck off <laughs> and go for recess. Um, Queen you, Palmington. You've missed it. You've missed it. I have missed anything. Pa are you going to say about her being pissed off with Ricky? Uh, that's afterwards. Nope. So she's like, uh, she says, uh, you know, you got to go for recess. I need a recess. And uh, Ricky's like, okay, let's go out and do some skating. You won't catch me. Hesitating. And she's like, that'll be enough, Ricky. <laughs> And he was like, teacher, don't you worry. We'll be back in a hurry. And she says, ugh, I think I'll ask Santa for a vacation to a big white island. Yeah, no, this is when they're outside. <laughs> so, yeah, so she gets pissed off with Ricky's rapping, and I don't blame her for one second. <laughs> She's looking out the window. She looks scornfully looking at them as they're playing. Like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Absolutely. <laughs> She says, I think I'll ask Santa for a vacation to a beautiful white island. She then updates her Gossip Girl account. <laughs> XOXO. Spilling all the tea. Oh, Ricky's planning on giving something to uh, Nicole. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how this ends up. Um, we, we get a montage, don't we, kind of, of them playing during recess to a horrid Christmas song. <laughs> Horrid. Horrid? Yeah, it sounded like Ozzy Osbourne. What are you on about? Ozzy Osbourne? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is the most out of place song from any oh, film so we've ever covered on this podcast. It's, so it's also available on the Now That's What I Call Horror Court Trash Over playlist oh, on Spotify. Along with another song from this film, random, randomly enough, I didn't think I'd be able to find any of them on Spotify, but this is on there. It's Christmas Chimes by Jason Ebbs. Okay. We haven't... Uh... We haven't plugged the uh, playlist. For no, we just updated it. 
So, Todd and Smithy exchange snowballs that don't break on impact. Oh, wow. Because you need better... Um, animation. Animation <laughs> for that. Well, Smithy's one knocks him out. It, Smithy is knocked out and he slides along the ice unconscious. Yes. Um, gets back up somehow. He comes back for revenge and gets Todd with a snowball. So he and Tug chase him onto the ice. I shit you not. Tug holds onto his scarf. Smithy drags him along as he's running around. And he says, hey, Todd, I can feel a big tug. Get oh. it? <laughs> Dirty. He then proceeds to make that joke in different ways three times. <laughs> it gets funnier every time. Um, yeah, Lene creates a very artistic snowman <laughs> because she wears glasses. Um, I'm going to get you, Smithy. I'll take your sandwich, she's heard. <laughs> this is the obsession with a sandwich. Tug's face is being scraped along the ice. Uh, it is, yeah, for a very for long, a very long time. time. I mean, that kid should not have a face left. No. Um, Nicole decides she wants to be a scene stealer. Yes, she does. Um... She starts doing her yassified ice skating for everyone. And she says, watch me, everyone. Watch what I can do. And the fucking creep Ricky's like, I'll watch you, Nicole. And she's like, not you. <laughs> then who? Yeah, I know. Who? <laughs> literally the only she person. doesn't get on with anyone no. in the class. <laughs> she hates him. Even Lene, she's really horrible to. Well, she starts so, like, a double act with Lene. Who does she want... To watch her no. skate. Because she hates everyone. Yeah. Even Lene. She's really yeah. cunty to her yeah, as well. she is. But this is when she's serving cunt. She is giving us, you know, dancing on ice. Lisa Scott Lee and dancing on ice. Jennifer Ellison, dancing on ice. Oh, well, she keeps the staff Yeah, she's serving all of those. And she brings a partner along for the ride. She's like, look, me and Lene are going to pretend to be famous skaters. <laughs> Torval and Dean. <laughs> so how do we know that Queen Palmington cannot stand these kids? Is oh. it the fact that she is standing there watching them <laughs> skate on a frozen pond unattended <laughs> waiting for the ice to crack <laughs> and for them to go under? She just sends a gossip girl post to all the parents like, oh, which one's going to go under first? Yeah. Guess you'll have to get here and find out. Yeah. Um, I no random line of dialogue I got here. Getting tired yet? Aren't you tired of tugging along? <laughs> Those tug jokes. Yes, back in the classroom, Smithy and Todd are fighting again. Um, and it's Secret Santa time. Ooh. Well, it's not really Secret Santa. See, the idea is it's not really Secret Santa because they're throwing stuff into a sack. Yeah. And then pulling out whatever and be like, this is my gift. And technically, I mean, I suppose it is a secret. Well, I mean, we only have one gift being pulled out and <laughs> it's not actually a secret, so. Nicole. <laughs> well, firstly, Todd finally steals Smithy's sandwich. It does. Um, Smithy having had ample time during recess to actually eat the fucking thing, <laughs> but he didn't. You know, so many fat jokes for a kid that just holds a sandwich. You don't actually see him eat in the film. Yeah. Um, Nicole gets a cheap reindeer toy. She does. Uh, Lene is like, oh, that's so cool. Wonder who got you that. Uh, Nicole gives it to her. She's like... Well, she throws it on the floor at yeah. her feet. So you can have it. Cheap is not cool, Lene. Now my gift's the best. 
it came from the mall. And he's like, but I picked up from the grab bag, Nicole. <laughs> it's a great reindeer. I picked her out myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? What? What number coronation street does she live? <laughs> Meanwhile, Mr. what was with that Lancashire accent? <laughs> yeah, she went to Wakefield together. Got that reindeer over there. <laughs> Meanwhile, Miss Palm me four weeks to save up for that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Miss Palmington's in the background. <laughs> so oh, you fucking talent! <laughs> She's like, oh, Nicole's getting a cheap gift from Yorkshire. Had to have been from Lene. And then she stamps on the ring. <laughs> she just the goth kid starts trying to. <laughs> oh my god! In a bizarre series of events, as if this whole thing is in a bizarre series of events. This is highly inappropriate. <laughs> The goth kid starts trying to feel up another child. And she's like, oh, miss, get him away from me. And he starts mocking. He's like, get away from me. Miss Palmington, she's, she's a bit of a queen, but not sure about this. This is a little iffy. She's like, but that means he likes you. He just doesn't know how to show it. Hang on a minute. Yeah. He's sexually harassing her. Yeah, it means he likes her, but you should probably be putting a stop to it. <laughs> that means he likes you. He just doesn't know how to show it. Cut. Well, no, End it doesn't. Scene. No, it doesn't. Because Smithy's like, yeah, 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 Miss Palmington. It's like, what the fuck has it got to do with you, Smithy? Fuck off. When does he say that? Does Literally that? immediately after she says it. He's got issues, that Smithy. <laughs> he's, he's that one kid that in primary school, you see him walk on the playground immediately like, oh, fuck's sake you like just stay away just as far away as possible he's so like abrasively girls are disgusting yeah he'll probably come out at some point i, I don't even mean that in like uh oh he's a poor loner kind of way no no he's fucking obnoxious he's fucking horrible he is absolutely horrible kids are bastards like it's a well-known fact a lot of kids <laughs> are fucking horrible this kid is the best example of it and he's forced he's voiced by a 50 year old man it's true um, <laughs> my favourite quote from Miss, from Miss Palmington. Class, I need your attention and I need a calm fairy to dust this room. Yeah. <laughs> she needs their attention and then the principal enters. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost three o'clock, almost the end of the day and she needs their attention. But then the principal, principal comes in and interrupts and he asks how his little angels are getting on. Lene sucks up to him because she wears glasses. And she's like, Merry Christmas, Principal, or whatever. And he says, this is my favourite, Why, thank you, Lene. <laughs> As his neck is doing some really weird rolling nod. Not just his neck. His entire body is, like, just swinging back and forth. He's pop and lock and jam. But and he's, break. he's talking to the desk. He's not even talking to Lene. He's not he's not facing Lene. And yeah, also, I know. Lene, get a fucking life. Like, seriously. Oh, please. You wore glasses in school. I certainly was not kissing up to the teachers. But oh, yes, in yes. the background, on the chalkboard, the, the picture the bullies drew of Ricky to make fun of him is still on there. It is. Like, Miss Palmington found it hilarious. She hates... She's taken a post, a picture of it and yeah. put it on uh, Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. <laughs> Excellent. The head teacher uh, wishes Miss Palmington a happy Christmas instead of Lene. She's like, Lene, you think you're getting a Merry Christmas back? Go fuck yourself, you nerd. <laughs> uh, and then she says, Do you have this down? 
Well, she starts talking about her family, <laughs> doesn't she? Why, thank you, Principal. I'm sure my family are going to spoil me rotten to the core, as it's been another wonderful year in the Parmington household. Ha-ha! <laughs> For some reason, this... Has, I mean, this has absolutely nothing to do with Colonel Sanders, the principal. Um, what did you just say? Colonel Sanders, the principal. Did you see his moustache? Oh, Colonel Sanders. I thought his name was Colonel Sanders. <laughs> no, no, he has a Colonel Sanders moustache. He, he literally slowly starts backing off like he's trying to get out of an awkward situation. Yeah, like she's just taking her dress off. <laughs> well, I'll be going now. He's a happily married man. <laughs> she's trying to seduce him. Well, bye kids. Good luck with this one. <laughs> to which Zeke says, Oh, Merry Christmas, Principal Dude. <laughs> like, fucking hell. We get it. It's 2002. Um, yeah, the bell rings, and Miss Palmington doesn't get to tell them what she wanted to tell them. Don't think she really cared anyway. <laughs> no, she tells them all to clean up, because it'll help their skills, and no one does it. They leave papers flying everywhere. Um, not that there's a lot in the classroom to be cleaned up anyway, because it's no. empty. But she says... Because, like, everywhere in this fucking film, it's empty. It's a liminal space. <laughs> and she finishes her final scene in the film. She says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess those skills will come later. Whatever that's that it. Means. That's it. That's it. End of film. I didn't care after this. <laughs> Miss Queen Palmington's gone. The absolutely relentless bullies uh, start picking on Ricky again. Like they never stop. Relentless. They never ever stop. Nicole's painted to be like the worst person who needs to change her ways in this film, and it's true. Yeah, it's very true. What about these three dweebs, dickheads? Yeah. Like seriously. Yeah, it's they it's... don't they don't learn their lesson at all. Really? No, they don't. Oh, they get chased by dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, so spoiler what? Spoiler alert! Excuse me. They survive it. Yeah, we think. Oh, I assume so. Oh, we don't. We don't see him again, do we? <laughs> For some reason, they, they they think Ricky has music playing in his head because he's always moving his head back and forth. Um, Zeke says, "Oh, cool, dude. Can I listen?" Oh, shut up, Ricky. What accent was that? I, I don't know. I gave up on that point. <clears throat> Ricky gave, gave uh, well, gives Nicole the bear after school, and she is fucking fuming. First, I mean, first of all, she greets him um, by saying, "Does Santa shop at the mall?" No. So that makes me perfect. Seeing as all my presents come from the mall. Yeah, don't understand what that means. Why is she obsessed with the mall? I, I said to Chris earlier before recording, you know. In the UK, our equivalent of the mall is just a shopping centre. So does that mean that all her fancy belongings are from Poundland or CX or, uh, <laughs> like, fucking Mankind? Yeah, I'm assuming the mall has, like, a dollar store or something. Yeah, they're all from the mall. And uh, Smith is like, yeah, yeah, perfectly weird, Nicole. What? I said that. Ricky did not sound like that. No, Smithy said that. Oh, Smith. Oh, yeah, sorry, oh, no. sorry. You didn't recognise my voice. Oh, You're perfectly weird, Nicole. Um, and, uh, she, she, she does, she does, uh, he does tell her about herself, doesn't well, he, actually? He does, but before she points at the bear, and before he gives, before Ricky gives it to her, and she's like, I know that's mine, it best be good. But, well, that's a bit presumptuous. And, uh, he's like, this is from my heart. Merry Christmas, Nicole. And she's like, have you lost your mind? Are you trying to embarrass me? I can't even exchange this old thing. Nasty old thing. <laughs> this nasty old thing. And, <laughs> and then... Ricky says to her, you might be smart with books, but you sure are stupid, bitch. I give you a real gift and you just don't get it. 
And then, yeah, and then Smithy starts reading the filth and is like, hey, brat. What do you think you are? Treating people the way you do? And that's it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's ever, if that part of the podcast episode is ever put anywhere out of context, you're going to sound very, very strange. <laughs> Because you've had about 12 different voices on the go. Well, what can I say? It's the most amount of dialogue I've ever had in my notes. The, um, the exchange definitely reminds me of Joan and Christina Croft. <laughs> Are you deliberately trying to embarrass me in front of a reporter? <laughs> I've fought worse monsters for years in Hollywood. Um, yeah, which automatically makes Nicole a queen. Sorry. Yeah, well, feminist. If she's channeling Faye Dunaway in Mummy Dearest. Well, this is the point now where Nicole just, you know, you can forgive what she's like because she serves feminist icon. She's only in it for herself. She doesn't give a shit about anyone else. And now she's serving cunt because even she's got time for no one, not even Lene. Like, Lene's like, uh, oh, it's so cool that your house has fancy decorations outside. She's like, yeah, well, they're all from the mall, of course. Yeah, um, fancy decorations. Clip art, honey. <laughs> Was it not giving clip art? Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> and then she has a jumper as well, which has, like, clip art Santa it does, on it. It does, it um, does. To be honest, though, and I'll bring it up now, Ricky's been incapable of reading social cues. Yeah. Like, Nicole has given him no sort of idea that she's interested it's true if anything it's the complete opposite yeah she did not invite this bear you know she did not invite his advances no she has been very clear and steadfast in i don't like ricky do not talk to me yeah and then he gives her this bear and she's the rotter but she probably shouldn't have thrown it away she probably shouldn't have given <laughs> it back but I understand. She's probably gone to Miss Palmington saying, this Ricky dude won't leave me alone. Yeah. Keeps writing raps about me. <laughs> I don't want to talk to him. And she's like, oh, that just means he likes you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, so the guy... I'm forgetting a bit harsh. The guy literally said, no matter where she goes, he'll find her earlier on. Exactly. I, I, do you know, I don't blame her for getting harsh. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, he is a fucking weirdo. She goes to his house, though. And yeah, she, she's, a, she's, she's now. brutal now. She, she doesn't go care out anymore. Yeah. Although, I mean, she does only ask a, a really simple question. I don't get what's so offensive. No, but you'd, <laughs> you'd think she just, like, called his, his grandmother a cunt or something. But yeah. she literally, she goes to his house. Um, Ricky is in the window, in, in, in like, view of the window. His curtains are open, the lock. Yeah. And he's just staring at a fucking candle. Great grandma Fran is wandering around doing fuck knows what. She's yeah, she it's looks like she's trying to like tidy the garden, but she's not. She looks lost. Tidy. She, she looks lost. Look lost. She she looks like she's just been locked in the fridge for yeah. a few days in Tomb Raider and been let out. Um, but Nicole's like, "Hey, Ricky, where'd you get that candle?" Lene genuinely is so shocked by it. She's like, That's a really mean thing to say. And she's like, why? Don't, do you see anything else? It's true. It's, he's a fucking weirdo. I mean, great-grandma Fran has something to say about this, doesn't she? She does. Um, I, question, <laughs> I, I do question the candle. And you see it a few times throughout the film. And it's always lit. No matter the time of day. You know, it's not dark outside. So I don't know why 
But he has this candle. Just like Miss Parminson. And it's always unattended. <laughs> always. An unattended... You know I hate an unattended candle. And after this point, it's always unattended. Like, it's just lit in the window. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Great Grandma Fran, she ain't best pleased. No. She she says, and, and I quote, See, kids nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How they've upset her, I don't understand. <laughs> but she's upset. I mean, she shouldn't been out there eavesdropping on them anyway. Like, mind your own fucking business, Grandma Fran. <laughs> well, she didn't yell in the front garden. Like, why are they in his front garden? And then and yelling then at him through the window. Nicole like channels her full potential and starts performing "How Many Fucks" by Erica Jane to great <laughs> Grandma Fran. Not quite. She she is channeling Erica Jane. She is. She is definitely. Um, Ricky's not talking to the candle. When he's talking to the candle, so we assume that the candle's there for a reason, a very special Christmas reason. Um, oh, Perfect. it reminds him of his favourite Scottish parable of oh, the lamp off. No one is going to get that <laughs> reference because we're the only people who have watched it. But he has to light a candle so he can write a letter to Santa. Um, I don't know why he had to have the candle lit to be able to. Do- I mean, it's still light outside. Anyway, it might have been a Yankee <laughs> candle. It might have smelled like cinnamon or something. Um, after writing his letter to Santa. Great grandma Fran. You know go down what he wants. Well that that comes later. No, he he says it there and then. Oh but it's also repeated later. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. No, you can double up on the information. Well, it's fine. Let's, let's make this podcast five hours long, yeah? Well, we're already longer than the uh, length of the film itself. Oh we really <laughs> He says, all I want is a video box and toys sent to all the kids in the class. Even Nicole. Even though that dumb bitch <laughs> threw my bear in a bit. Through my bear in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, great grandma friend gives him a test, doesn't she? What does she say? <laughs> I fucking know what she says. That's a good impression, well done. <laughs> <laughs> sending letters. Yeah, so <laughs> se- seemingly he's sending letters to Santa. They're all for Santa, including his. Yeah. He says he won't be long, and she says, oh, no hurry. Oh. Which is oh, always in a hurry. Is that what it was? Yeah, always. How did you hurry. translate that? I got good at it. Well, I've been with you for five and a half years. I do not talk like You talk a load of shit. Um, anyway, as I was saying, she hands him a bunch of letters, which I'm assuming are to Santa or to her friends. And here's this to Santa. <laughs> do you think she writes like she speaks? But it's, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Just loads of letters. So he goes to mail these letters. What I think is like two days before Christmas. Yeah, like, no, it's one day before one, Christmas. It it's Christmas one day Eve? before Christmas. It's, yeah, look, in, in no, a few it's minutes. Not, it's not. Bitch, it's not. In a few minutes, we're going to have, because on Christmas Eve, old Santa will see. Which doesn't make any sense, because the next day is when it's actual Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. When they go to get the bear. Oh, my God, they've edited it Christ- in the wrong scene. Yeah, it, that's completely in the wrong scene. Um, But yeah, so he's. Two days before Christmas, he's sending his uh, letter to Santa. Santa must be <laughs> fucking fuming. Something happens in so many films. It's like, bitch, you ain't gonna get. They ain't gonna get there in time. He's gonna get. You have to get your fucking video box and a toy for everyone. What is a video box? Is it like a juice box? Do you remember those? 
No, I assume video it, now. I assume it's like a VCR, wasn't it? I don't know. A video box. It kind of. I kind of feel like it's a video now. I oh, had like a, one. Like a karaoke style. No, thing. no, no. I had one when I was younger, and I think it was like two thousand and four, two thousand and three, oh, wow. and it was literally like a little screen, and you could only play like really short videos. And I remember I had I had Lizzie McGuire, uh, Star Wars Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, and like. Um, Corey's a cowardly dog or something like that but it wasn't even the full episode of full films like it was just like these tiny little clips it was, it was pointless entirely pointless and they were like these really small discs I feel like they were trying to say video now but they didn't have the rights okay sounds like a complete waste of money it is it is <laughs> like this film uh, <laughs> so yeah he's posting these letters very late he's never gonna get sent to on time I'm thinking, are they all for Santa? Why is Great Grandma Fran <laughs> got so many letters for Santa? <laughs> anyway, we never find out. And he ends up uh, dropping his, by, by just by chance, coincidence, his letter drops. And the wind. And the snowflake. And the snowflake. Guides it to Nicole's <laughs> front garden. Past the cheap decorations. I mean, oh, sorry, her expensive decorations from the mall. Of course, her clip art decorations. <laughs> um, we then get Nicole making fun of Lene for still believing in Santa, <laughs> which will become a very interesting and very exciting uh, subplot later on. <laughs> But yeah, she's, she's okay. shitty about it. Nicole literally causes... I shit you not. She literally causes Lene's depression. Well, yeah. <laughs> she does act very depressed. But kind of. The, the Wikipedia summary literally says she is officially it's, depressed. Uh, officially depressed. But then she kind of... I mean, in search for the bear. Um, now. Somehow she misses the letter on her way into her house. She misses the letter. It's right there. Spoiler alert. It doesn't matter. She'll find it later. <laughs> What we get first <laughs> is my favourite scene. <laughs> she returns home. She misses the letter. The clock on the mantelpiece says nine o'clock. So I don't know how she got. It's either nine or it's quarter to twelve. I'm going to say nine. So it took her six hours to get home. <laughs> what was she doing? Six hours. What was she doing with the day all that time? Just watching Ricky. Six hours, she had everything to eat. <laughs> Neither of them were wearing coats. <laughs> well, I hear Tom. Uh, Tom's house got burgled. A certain rolled his car. Mm. Um, yeah. Snow in Pasadena. S Snow in Pasadena. Um, so she gets home. Her mum is like, how was your day, honey? Blah, 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 whatever. She's like, oh, what do you think Santa's going to bring? And Nicole who very famously doesn't believe in Santa, yeah. says, well, Santa's going to bring me everything I want because I'm a good girl. Yeah, she's bad girl gone good. She's bad girl gone good. And I don't think we quite believe her. <laughs> so she helps us out by singing us a song about how good she is. Yeah. And I will tell you something. This is my favourite song in the film. <laughs> I have been known to play this. Randomly. For Gary. Yeah. She... I'm not going to sing it for you. There's a lot to say. Here. There's a lot to There's say. There's a lot to say about this. It's Number called... One. Um, what, oh, shit, what is it called? Uh, Best Kid in the World. Best Kid in the World. 
Number one, the eyes are popping. The, yeah. The eyes are yeah. popping. They are popping so much. When she turns to the right, they're sticking out of her face. She's in her most Britney outfit yet. She's in her most Britney outfit yet. She looks like she should be using... What's one of those beading things? Like, <laughs> do you know you know what I mean? Like at home, like and then girls would just get their hair tangled in it, or boys would just get their hair tangled yeah. in it. Um, she loves her vegetables. That's what and she, she doesn't does. sing she about does. loving no, her vegetables. No. How does she she loves her fruit and veg? How do we know she loves her fruit and veg? Because she's strong enough to do all her random gymnastics around the room. Yeah, but she also has two fine paintings. <laughs> Still lives of fruit and veg. Her wallpaper is two red apples. <laughs> which match her bedding yeah. of two red apples. Yeah. And her lamp designed as two red apples. <laughs> um she starts to sing and dance in the mirror, I'm assuming. Um it's very awkwardly sort of placed within the shot though isn't it like you think she'd be in the middle of the room dancing She's, she at one point she is but she just keeps jumping up like, and down jumping, on the spot yeah and doing like a very slow kind of <laughs> turn this I, this seems meant to be the big reveal this is the big, it's the big plot twist like Oh my god, she's not a bitch after all. Oh my god, she believes in Santa Claus secretly. Yeah, so she brushes her teeth twice. I have some which is highlights. Surprising yeah, because we don't see her teeth throughout the film. Some of my highlights here. So she she refers to Santa like he's her old pal Jim from down the pub. Yeah. Um, hey, old Santa Claus. Because <laughs> on Christmas Eve, old Santa. She always refers to him as old Santa. Old Santa. Oh, old Santa. Oh, old Santa. Uh, we'll see that she's the the best kid in the world is her. Um, don't you see? Look at me. My room's spotless. Everything in a row. You fucking liar. You're already fucking lying. She's you, got nothing in her room. Let's be a reformed character. That's not true. There's nothing in her room, though. Look at me. Straight A student. Homework's always on time. Is it? Because Miss Palmington seems to fucking hate your guts. But Ricky referred to her as smart. Well, so that's not a twist. So she might actually be straight. A student. She might be. And then we get, hey, old Santa Claus. You know better. Uh, so you know I would try to be like that kid that I said I was. Well, who the fuck was that? Yeah. What kid's that? And then, hey, thanks, Santa Claus. You are the best guy. The best guy that I know. <laughs> How many fucking guys do you know? You know fucking Ricky Smithy, the bullies, and your dad. Of course he's the best fucking guy you know. It's not much competition, is there? Uh, and then she says, and thanks Santa Claus, you make me feel like the best kid in the world. That's fucking creepy. What does he do to make you feel like the best yeah. kid in the world? And then she's You don't even believe in him. Like, and on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, we've had oh, that Santa, you I just don't get that part. It's not it's not Christmas Eve. No, I feel like this was meant to be later on this in the film. This was meant to be later on. <laughs> because this the confuse this should have been, spoiler alert, after she returned the bear to Ricky. Yeah. Because she's singing like it's Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. She's a good girl. She now believes in Santa. Yeah. Where the whole plot of the film is that she doesn't believe in Santa. At this point, she still don't believe in Santa. It's been less than 10 minutes since she shamed her best friend for believing in Santa. <laughs> she's like, oh, you believe in Santa? Silly bitch. <laughs> she's gone off. She's, you know, drinking her... Worries away, old Lene. She's having a terrible time. She... <laughs> and Nicole's like, 
Well, I believe in Santa <laughs> and Jonas Slogan dance. It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, in transition, we literally go straight to Lene's house, uh, where she goes home. It's a shitty poor house with shitty, ugly wallpaper. Her mum wants to cheer her up um, and help her decorate the tree for when the rest of the family get there. She's not having it. She's having a fucking terrible time. She is. Um, the thing is with Lene is, how do you know that all her family's related? All inbreds? Because they all wear glasses. Oh. <laughs> we read... <laughs> what? There are, there are only one, two, th- four characters... Uh, four characters... In this film, that have been animated to be wearing glasses. Not true. Who else? Ricky's dead mother in the photograph. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> well, that's Lenny's real mother. Um, <laughs> they're, they're cousins. Um, do you, it, wait, is this Salt Lake City? This is definitely. This, this is, is Salt set, Lake City. This is set in Salt Lake City. <laughs> oh yeah. She's married to a step. Nicole is definitely Jen Shah. <laughs> Ricky's Heather Giggs is just going along with everything. Oh, of course. On. Just anyone and anything. Great Grandma Fran is Lisa Barlow. <laughs> and we stand both, so. <laughs> um, Nicole decides to read in Great Grandma's voice all of a sudden. Oh, Ricky. Yeah. Well, she, re- she does read it out loud when she finds the letter <laughs> outside. A lot of people, you know, externalise their thoughts in this film. Um, she reads it and learns that about, you know, the video box from earlier that Gary's already told us about. Um, and he's asked for toys for the kids in the class, including Nicole. And it explains the sentimental value of his teddy bear. Remorseful, because it's that easy. <laughs> <laughs> If it was a Nicole despite from two her, scenes ago... Despite her already knowing that his parents had died. Yeah. And that he lived with his great-grandmother, <laughs> who probably isn't working a job, and so times are tough, and that the giving the bear was a sent any, anyway. Everyone's in the wrong in this film. Everyone. Two scenes ago, Nicole from two scenes ago would have been like, you fucking loser. Tore the letter up and got on with her life. Yeah, but now she realises the sentimental value of the teddy bear. So she's remorseful. And alongside Lene and Smithy attempts to find the bear. Before then, great-grandma gets another great scene. Does she? Yeah, it's officially the most replayed moment on YouTube. Oh, of course We know that because we had to replay ourselves and it informed us most replayed. She says... I four-legged it. Four-legged it. That's all I got. And then Ricky says, isn't that what Santa does? It was from my heart. And then she says, oh, email. And he says, but she doesn't get it. And she says, her most iconic quote, Christmas. Yeah. How did I miss that? <laughs> In my notes. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, they go. They the go most to replayed part on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it completely it makes no, no sense. It makes no sense. I have absolutely no idea what they were going on about. <laughs> yeah, I also love how Ricky failed to tell her that he's fucking harassing her. Yeah, he left that fucking part yeah, out. He did. We all know great grandma's also a feminist icon, so she would have. Re- you know, do you know what she would have said to him? 
Um, yeah, so a remorseful Nicole alongside Lene and Smithy, because they don't have anything better to do, they attempt to find the bear in the trash. They do. Through it. Todd, Tug and Zeke turn up <laughs> to read them all to filth. Hey Nicole, the Ice Queen, when you melt your hair's going to be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> That's not ice, it's diamonds. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. They show up, start heckling them. Smithy is there anyway, helping. Like, that's what he's there for. And one of the girls literally says, Smithy, you should help us too. And he says, Ah, oh, what is it with girls being so bossy anyways? Gee whiz. Okay, you are so misogynistic, you piece of shit. He was already helping anyway. He was there to help. Yeah. Also, Smithy is definitely Meredith. Oh my god, yeah. Mumbling, definitely <laughs> Meredith. <laughs> Um, the, the bullies say, have fun digging around in the trash. Hope you find the garbage you're looking for. Don't forget to take a bath before Christmas. You girls stink enough as it is. And now Smithy stinks worse than before. That's the same thing. <laughs> Nicole was like, yes, Smelly Smith, the princess of the trash, it's Nicole. the same thing. Can I just give a shout out to Kim, um, for... Finally pointing out that Gary sounds like he's putting on a prohibition voice. <laughs> it just comes out. <laughs> goodbye, my honey. Goodbye, my baby. Goodbye, my ragtime girl. That's what Smithy sounds like in this film. <laughs> I think I put that song on, but you got the point. <laughs> well, so, um, it's going to have to happen again because Smithy says... <laughs> Nicole, you killed the bear and now he's gone to trash heaven and Ricky is going to cry because of you, you bitch. And didn't he watch her? He watched her do it. He watched it go in a bit. He didn't so pick it up. So if he was going to cry, should have probably already cried. He's he probably already cried a few times. Um, so they, they don't find it in the trash. So they decide to go, uh, confusingly, into the basement of the local janitorial services building. <laughs> In the basement. So in the basement, they're acting as if it's Dracula's castle. <laughs> Even before they go down, he makes a creaking noise uh, on yeah. Smithy. And then he's like, ow, I love creeping out creepy girls. And why do you like creeping out creepy girls? Fuck you, Smithy. Number one, this is quite insulting. I mean, it's the local janitorial services building. <laughs> like, it's not that bad. Like, it, people need to clean, you know? It's... It's not that bad, but the, the the shot that they have in there has like that flashlight effect. Uh -huh. So it's only light circular in the middle. Absolutely no reason whatsoever. No. <laughs> it's literally people work there on a daily basis. The lights work, bitch. Also, there's three boxes in there and nothing else. Yeah. There's nothing else there. Um, Smithy says, oh, look, a spider. And because Lene and Nicole are both female, mm -hmm. they scream. Yeah. Because, you know, that that's what women do. Of course. Um, it's tell as old as time. Um, which is ironic because it's from Kajahara. Um, he then says he could blackmail them. Yeah. For being scared of spiders. And and Nicole goes back to the old Nicole and she's like, look, you little fucking shit. You will be black and blue if anyone hears about this. About what? 
about them being scared of a spider. Scared of a spider. Stupid. Kid, you know, kids are stupid, but they ain't that stupid. <laughs> Um, Nicole... So where where did it go next for this adventure film for children? Well, I'm What's just... the next exciting location choice? Well, there's just a couple of other things. Nicole <laughs> suggests you'll need to get her nails done after literally looking through two boxes. Smithy says, your nails done? Jeez, I'll never understand girls. Being a boy is much better. Yeah, and girls will never understand you, you piece of shit. Fuck off. Yeah. I just, just thought I'd add that. Yeah, I, interesting I really hate him. So gender much. stereotype dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> that gender discourse. He is the villain. Groundbreaking. He's the villain of the piece. He's been relentlessly misogynistic the entire time. <laughs> Gloria Steiner would love this film. <laughs> Bless her. So, yeah, where to go next? To the fucking dump. Yeah. Well, the bullies jump out on them first, don't they? Uh, and Smithy drops his green sandwich. This is the point where I realised it was a sandwich. I thought it was a pencil case. <laughs> but pencil he, case. he drops his sandwich and somehow he picks it up again. Or whatever. Um, but yeah, they go to the junkyard. So do you think they sat around the two writers like, okay, where would kids want to go on an adventure? The, the junkyard. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Stand By Me. On <laughs> a wild adventure. Um, so yeah, so they, they go to this junk why it's at the junkyard, the dump, or whatever. Um because they say a dump, but it is mainly just cars. It's just cars. And one toilet. <laughs> <laughs> to demonstrate how disgusting it is there. So the trio are ambushed by guard dogs and Todd, Tug and Zeke. Smithy is able to attract the attention of the dogs by throwing his sandwich at Todd. <laughs> resulting in the dogs attacking the bullies as they run away. Now, I'd just like to be, make it very clear here. The dogs are tiny. Because They're so small. Because the animators cannot do proportions <laughs> correctly. And they look like Dachshunds. Yeah. Um, or sausage dogs. Yeah. As they're so cutely called. Um, Smithy finds the bear on top of a car for some reason. How we got there? Lord knows. And Nicole returns it to Ricky, who explains that it was a gift for her and that friendship, like the bear, means a lot to him. Now, there is also another scene in between of them going to Ricky's, where Nicole refuses to climb a tree to go over a wall because she's a girl. Yeah. And, yeah, if you identify as a woman then climbing trees is not for you. Well, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence hadn't invented action movie stars for women. She hadn't, yeah, this point, that's So that's true, why. Actually. Yeah, who were the Hunger role Games models? Wasn't, yeah, the Hunger Games wasn't released yet. No, that's very true. <laughs> um, yeah, we kind of find out a little more about the subplot um, at this point. Yeah, a little bit. A lot of bit. A lot of bit. A lot actually. of bit. Um, She's Lene's full on depressed. There, her grandmother. Even though she's had a great time at the junkyard. Oh my god! Where does her grandmother go? By the way, by the end of the film, she died. I think she did. She's like, she says, "Oh, this is my favorite time of year. I remember you as a child, Robert. Oh, you had such a hard time falling asleep on Christmas Eve." <laughs> Uh, she probably went back to Miami <laughs> to see the other three girls and have a few drinks on the lanai for Christmas. Well, 
But then who? That. That's the voice. That was Blanche fucking Devereaux, and you know it. Well, um, her daughter then. Well, no, not her daughter, because I mean, it's her dad's. It's the dad's mum. Um, but Lene's mother starts telling a boring story about bicycles. And then fucking... Ugh, yawn. Jenna fucking pipes up. Her younger sister says, Oh, I'm pony for Christmas. And then we can put it in the backyard and tie it to the apple tree. Yeah. That's fucking cruel, you little exactly. bitch. Uh, de- yeah, depressed. She wants to tie a pony up outside. Yeah. Little bitch. And everyone's like, oh, that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? She's anyone not wearing glasses, so I think she's adopted. <laughs> Things get really weird now. So depressed Lene, she's sick of her family talking shit and just storms off to her room. Her, fam- her father um, is able to restore her spirits. Mm-hmm. Something that apparently to Wikipedia results in Nicole believing in Santa too. I don't think so. That seems... That, that, that's, that's after. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I ignored um, that part. But yeah, it resulted in Lene believing in Santa Claus. So... He, he goes up to her, do you see him? Do you see Santa? She's like, oh, I do, Daddy. I do. If you believe... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. If you believe in him, <laughs> you can see him, right? And the two clouds come together to form Santa's face. Lenny. Then start singing about believing in Santa and begging her dad to tell her that he believes in Santa. It's so weird. We watched this like an hour ago and I do not remember this song at all. But I have the lyrics though. So this is what I think it sounds like. Oh, daddy, what are you trying to help me understand? Daddy, are you sure he's a special man? (laughs) She wants to make sure he's a special man. And then she says, really... Bizarre dialogue here. Because we all believe in Santa, there will always be a Santa. (laughs) Santa alive inside of me and you. Whoa, what? Santa inside of you? The fuck is going on with the Santa in this town? And then she finishes the scene by saying, Well, you know, Blanche, I was going to think Santa Claus. At the end of the scene, she ends the scene by saying, Good night, Daddy. I love you. I always depended on the kindness of strangers. Thanks, <laughs> you go. Why are you giving her a sudden She's summoned all of a sudden. I don't know why. Um, yeah, really weird. The most disturbing part of that scene is her dad's... can't say daddy. Yeah, it's her dad's outfit. <laughs> Mustard yellow trousers. Some weird, like, red jacket and a neon green tie. I was fucking horrified. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she just constantly calls him daddy in a really weird voice. And it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's all Santa's inside, you and me. <laughs> she did. She did in a weird voice. But not as weird as the one you've given her. <laughs> well, i it more interesting. <laughs> It's now Christmas Day, and Nicole's mother has brought Nicole's dad a new suit from the mall. Uh, Nicole's dad being Mark Hamill, finally making an appearance. Yeah, um, I was confused by this, so hopefully you can help me out. She's bought him a new suit from the mall, yeah. because the mall, the cleaners were closed. Okay, because they only go to the fucking mall. She's a liar. It's not because the cleaners were closed. They only shop at the mall. Yeah, also, um, Mark Hamill. Yeah. 
Nicole's dad is wearing a suit on Christmas Day. Yeah. Like, first thing, like, Nicole's just, well, seemingly just woken up. <laughs> she just sleeps in a suit. This is one thing that I don't understand. All these kids have seemingly slept in their... Because I'm assuming this is early. They're all really yeah. excited. Oh, my God, I get up so early on Christmas Day. They've all slept in their going-out clothes or whatever. Because no one's in their pyjamas. Um... So she, this is very confusing. Well, Linnea's just stinks of vodka from the night before. She does clearly, <laughs> but um, Nicole's dad says <laughs> um, about Christmas and about presents and shit. I don't fucking know. But he does say, "Oh, nothing's too good for my princess." <laughs> And I've got the credit card bill to prove it. And he's like, oh, our princess has my good looks and your spending habits. Okay, she didn't buy her own fucking Christmas <laughs> presents, you knob. So, Nicole's mother, for some reason, well, just to shorten this fucking film, <laughs> thank God, says, oh, your grandmother's present <laughs> should be at the back by the tree. So, Nicole opens it and it's a video box. <laughs> Very specific. What the fuck would Nicole want a video box? She kind of half opens it and sees that it's a video box. She then says, can I go to my friend's house? Before opening any of her yeah. other gifts, can I go to my friend's house? And her parents are like, yeah, go for it. Like, you've spent all this money <laughs> and she's opened one gift from her grandmother. Yeah. And hasn't even fully opened it. Yeah. And she's going to give it to someone else. pissing out the house. So she goes upstairs and rewraps it. Yeah. He, Mark Hamill's like, it's a wonderful Christmas. I've got the most wonderful wife and daughter. And of course, they've got the most handsome husband and father. And then him and the mother both wiggle their eyebrows at each they other. <laughs> and They're like, thank God she's <laughs> like, gone. She's we, going. You know, Christmas morning. Let's Merry the, Christmas to you. Let's have it on the presents. <laughs> Fucking empty your sack. And <laughs> Nicole's like, I am the most perfect little girl. So, yeah, no one asked you. Shut up. She takes a really slow it's walk. It's not just Santa coming down the chimney. <laughs> she takes a really slow walk to Ricky's house. She does. And then when she gets to the door, she's like, ah, ah, ah. Okay, no, you were walking. You were doing a slow walk. Stop pretending. Yeah. She goes <laughs> to Ricky's house to give him the video box. Assuming that great-grandma Fran... <laughs> is too, I've got that in my notes. <laughs> is too poor to have actually bought him what? the video box herself. Why does she assume he didn't already have it? <laughs> it's kind of really condescending. <laughs> so she, that candle's still lit in the window, by the way. <laughs> Nicole knocks on the door, says, tells Ricky that Santa delivered it to her house by mistake. And Ricky questions her as. She has always said she doesn't believe in Santa. Now, I'm I'm confused here. Because the whole premise is that Nicole believes in Santa. Yeah. It, it, she doesn't believe it. And by the end of the film, she's going to believe in Santa. Yeah. Now, I'm thinking now, is that a metaphorical thing? So she doesn't believe in Santa... But she believes in the concept of Santa and the concept of giving. Is is this going to lead to a Scientology? <laughs> oh no, I've never, I don't really know about Scientology. Uh, we haven't seen Battlefield Earth yet. Um, 
So she obviously still doesn't believe in Santa. No. Because she's lying. Yeah. Because that was from her great from her grandmother. Yeah. So if the whole idea is that she believes in Santa by the end, <laughs> because you're aiming this at kids who probably do still believe in Santa. I know, yeah, right? yeah. Then surely shouldn't she have because her parents want her to believe in Santa. So some of her gifts should have been from Santa. Yeah. So why can't she pretend that it's from <laughs> Santa? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. In, from the screenwriting point of view, why didn't she just have a gift that was from Santa that was this video box and then she took it around and gave it to yeah. Ricky? Because then this is this whole thing, and I don't think necessarily think, I think kids are probably switched off by this point. <laughs> Unless they're masochists like us. Um, but kids will be like, well, no, that's from her grandmother. So does that mean Santa doesn't exist? So she doesn't actually believe well, in Santa. Maybe she's tearing gender apart and her grandmother is Santa Claus. That would be fantastic. <laughs> and it's given me Angela Lansbury the house down boots. <laughs> but I don't think that's what they're going no. for. Well, it, what makes even less sense is when she walks away, she's like, uh, see you at Lene's house later. And he's like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> So I got my video box to that bitch. I don't need to see you at Lene's house. So also, why is she inviting people to Lene's house? Yeah, exactly. it's not your house. <laughs> so apparently they all go to. I mean, we've never seen any of the adults interact with each other no. at all. But apparently they all spend Christmas around Lene's. They should probably stay away from Lene's. They should probably stay away from Lene's <laughs> because. <laughs> Because Lene has a dead pony in her garden. <laughs> I fucking kid you not. Lene's sister got her pony. And the animation is so bad. So bad. It looks like a dead stuffed it doesn't move it doesn't it's move it's just in the back garden with a bow on it it doesn't move does it even make a noise no like I'm assuming this is meant to be a real yeah. fucking pony she wanted a real pony she and, got a pony and the kid's Ag like yay again you know um the size of this pony is so weird like <laughs> the dimensions are so weird but it looks dead the eyes are popping it is a deceased pony <laughs> It's it's a goner. It's hair fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because they're all there. so excited to see Because they're all so excited. <laughs> and this weirdos. pony is just doing nothing. <laughs> it's giving the least. It is deceased. It is gone. And they're all <laughs> acting so pleased. <laughs> fucking hell. And do you know who else is deceased and gone by this point? Fucking great grandma Fran, oh. because when she arrives at that house, she is high as fuck. She has mixed up her medications. <laughs> She's just staring She's high in as one a direction. Tight. She's just staring straight forward, not blinking at all. She does not move. Those eyes. <laughs> so, Nicole and Lene's family, Ricky and great grandma Fran, and Smithy, all spend Christmas at Christmas at Lene's house. Obviously, Smithy doesn't have family. <laughs> or he has family that are okay with him spending Christmas with someone else's family. And we won't get into that. We ain't got the time. 
Smithy and the others notice Santa with his sleigh and reindeer flying outside the house. Just in shadow. Just a shadow. Just a shadow cast. And they all proclaim their belief in Santa. Well, I mean, first of all, Ricky does another rap. Yeah. He says, uh, I mean, Nicole's mother looks fucking horrified when he's doing it. (laughs) He says, we can always work things through. My friends believe me when I say it's true. Believe in Santa is where we start. And what really matters is what's in our heart. If you want to know what you can trust, it's that Santa believes in us. Great Grandma Fran, in a bizarre series of events, says something coherent. She says, You know what, Nicole? I never stop believing in Santa, and you don't have to either. That is probably the most coherent thing she says, actually. It is the only thing she says yeah. that you can stand. And then what does uh, <laughs> what does Ricky say? <laughs> Great grandma, you always know what to say. <laughs> and she says, Oh, a Christmas. <laughs> but then Smithy says to her, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off, Smithy. <laughs> Why are you being horrible to Fran for? What the fuck has she done to you? Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? And it's Santa outside. Um, It ends with... <laughs> Nicole's father, Mark Hamill. First of all, Rick is like, and a Merry Christmas to, ho- to all. To who? <laughs> to horse? And Mark Hamill's like, shut that door! <laughs> for no reason. Well, I mean, I mean, the door was open. And then we got a shot of Nicole sleeping. And it's the first time we see these char- any of the characters with their eyes closed. And I wanted her eyes to be black. So open. weird. It's so weird. It's just pink. There's and nothing why has she there. got so much lipstick on at bedtime? <laughs> and also, why are the proportions of her head so much bigger than the bear? Uh-huh. Like, how big yeah. is the bear? <laughs> And then in the post-credit scene, huge. yes, a post-credit scene, kind of. The uh, the new owner of a dead pony says, "My name's Jenna, and I'll be back with the Easter Bunny." And everyone's favorite icon comes back. Great Grandma Fran says, "But it was all cartoon is over," and that's it. And that's it. What we get whilst with this voiceover, <coughs> this post-credit sequence or whatever is how the animation was originally sold. Yeah. So it kind of looked um, almost like, like Arthur-style yeah. animation. Uh-huh. They looked a lot more, I mean, cartoony, of course, but a little less creepy. Um, and that I think that's how it was sold. Yeah. I don't think it was sold to people as a 3D. Yeah, I think so. Film. Now, of course, you know, the animation is the worst part <sighs> of the film. Uh-huh. Like, really, it, it it makes it a laughing stock. That's not to say that the story isn't confusing <laughs> and the voice acting erratic. Yeah. But the animation is really what puts it into trash to piece territory because it's here, there, re- It is. Us. And this was, as you mentioned earlier, this was intended to be the first in a series of Rap City Street Kids specials. Yeah. Uh, and these end credits tease that with... Uh, <laughs> Rhapsody Street Kids A Bunny's Tale which was planned for 2003 but was never produced although two stations ha- actually had it listed on their TV schedules oh wow yeah Shocking. good till it was never made no 
That's Rap City Street Kids. That is Rap City Street Kids. It is <sighs> definitely one of those films that has to be seen to be believed. Yeah. I fully recommend everybody on this planet watch it. I know we've spent hilarious. We spent so over funny. double the runtime discussing it. <laughs> we have. But it is only forty minutes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it won't take too much of your day. And you'll it'll become an instant Christmas fixture in your household. Yes. Yeah, it is an ours. So. It definitely is. We get to the awards. Yes, please. Biggest Queen. Uh, you know what? Originally, it was Great Grandma Fran, but it has to go to uh, Miss Miss Thing. What's her name again? <laughs> Miss, Miss Thing. Pa- Miss Palmington. Miss Palmington. Miss Palmington. Oh, she's, episode. she's had enough. I feel like that's how I would be if I was a teacher. Uh, relatable content, definitely. Yeah. Miss Palmington. Um. Biggest gasp. I actually have Great Grandma Fran's first line of dialogue because the first time I watched it, I was not expecting that. I was, yes, no, absolutely. Um, I was more aware. So what I forgot about up until this viewing this year, the dead pony in the garden. <laughs> it really, I, it caught me off guard. I was like, oh my God, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best dialogue. I've got... Good. I'm ready to skate bigger and faster than my mum can make the biggest sandwich in the world. Because just congratulations for writing that yeah. and, and thinking it made any sense whatsoever. <laughs> my favourite dialogue is, great grandma, you always know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. And that's camp. I'm sure we could both agree. It is, of course... The best kid in the world musical number. Definitely. It's camp. It's red apple wallpaper. <laughs> glorious campness. It's, you know, Jessica Simpson spinning in a bedroom. <laughs> Talking to Santa Claus like he's her old mate from down the pub. It's, it's so, it's literally so 2002 though, isn't it? <laughs> it like... is. <laughs> Ratings. I give it one, one more out of ten. I give it one tied up dead pony out. <laughs> uh, masterpiece, trash to piece, trash to basic. It is, of course, a trash to piece. It's a trash to piece, definitely. And it is available on YouTube right now. Uh, spend Christmas Day watching it. And you'll thank us later. You will. And uh, if you enjoyed this, I'm sure we could also agree that you should probably check out the Christmas light. The Christmas light, um, just as bad um, animation, um, and a, a little shorter as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yes, if you've already seen this classic, we are Horror Culture on Twitter on Facebook and Instagram, Horror Culture Trash on Twitter. Talk to us about it. I'm Dan at Gaz92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo205 on Instagram, and GazCruise92 on Twitter. I'm Chris Barker823 on Instagram and Letterboxd. And of course, as always, be sure to check out Gasp Horror Festival as well, which will be taking place next year. Give us a rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, like a follow on everything else. Give us a rating on Spotify. Next week, we've got another double episode week. Yeah. 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 Starting on Tuesday. Yeah. With our 20 best horror films of the year. Ooh. Yeah. Always, always fun. And Friday, we'll be back with the Terror Train original versus remake New Year's Eve special. Yes. So from us here at Horror Court Trashover, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Christmas. Bye. That's your line. Yeah, I said Merry Christmas. Yeah, you gotta say bye. You can't end end the episode by saying bye. Bye.
Shut that door. 